You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3, and this is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Who do you say that I am? It's a question Jesus asked his disciples, and it's a crucial question we have to grapple with today as well. Jason Jimenez says theological progressive teachers and churches are offering a version of Jesus that's different than what we've known biblically and historically. What is the danger of that? Let's find out as he joins us. He is the author of Hijacking Jesus and also the founder and president of Stand Strong Ministries. Jason, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Erica Bridget. Thanks for having me. All right. I think we need to define terms here first. Before we go too far, what do you mean when you talk about this progressive Christianity? Yeah, progressive Christianity, Eric, is just something that has a different perspective of who Jesus is, contrary to what we see actually in the literal interpretation and understanding of the Bible as the infallible Word of God. So most progressive Christians do not believe the Bible is to be taken as the final authority. They think there's other truths out there, whatever your perspective might be. So Jesus ultimately, in the end, is not the Savior of the world. He's not the way, truth, and life. No man can come to the Father except through Him. They don't believe that. They believe there's other avenues. So Jesus is more of a liberator if you will, rather than a savior of the world who takes away our sins. And even in the title, Hijacking Jesus, you say that the version that they're offering really emphasizes friendliness, acceptance, and even tolerance. It, it really is a remaking of him in our own image. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, and one thing I want to say to people, because when I, in all my travels and talking, a lot of times there is some confusion, and there are some things that sound good that are appealing and pleasing. And that's one thing I tell people is like, look, what some of the perspective is, is that Jesus is, he loved all people. He loves all people, but that doesn't mean that he loves all ideas that run contrary to his truth. You can't bring your truth or what you believe to be true that runs contrary to what we clearly see Jesus taught against or that Jesus affirmed. So yes, this newfound knowledge of Jesus becomes, according to progressive Christianity, a more profound truth that they think gives a richer insight. And that's where the deception, Eric and Bridget, is among a lot of people. And so that was my attempt in writing the book, is to help clarify that so they know what the distinctions are between a progressive Christian and a biblical Christian, and ultimately really find out who Jesus truly is. One thing they do is start at the beginning. They they start with Adam and Eve, and they also start with the beginning of um, Matthew, or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Mark being the first. They start there, too, and say, okay, these these things can't be real, or they have to be not what we're, we're reading, right? Um, they, they really go after the first when it comes to the faith. Yeah, you're right, Eric, and that's a good point. That, that was something that I wanted to stress kind of in my background and training is that, look, like you said, Mark is the first gospel. Now, we can set aside for some of your listening audience, about a Q source that was probably you know bits and pieces of information about Jesus and his teaching that was circulating in the early church, that maybe John Mark, who was directly an associate with someone known as Peter, right? Peter, who directly saw many of these eyewitnesses as a contemporary and apostle of Jesus Christ. But what they want to do is they want to discredit, like you said, Mark, because Matthew and Luke, they know, hinges on the success of Mark. And so what progressive Christianity does is they use the gospel narratives, and they use this word, it's called kerygma. And what that essentially means is that they're really not historical. So we don't really know, this is according to a progressive Christian, right? They really don't know 
what exactly occurred. Over time, things were just kind of inserted there, and they didn't really make sense. And that's where, through progressive Christianity, through that lens, they float around these exotic stories that more or less associate or align themselves with Gnosticism, which, de- which denies at the very heart of Gnosticism, it denies that Jesus Christ is fully God. And one of those attacks and the way they attack that is even something like the virgin birth. How, what, what do they attack about that? Yeah, so the virgin birth, again, as we're talking about Mark being the first of the writings of the canonicals, the virgin birth really sets the tone, right, from the beginning that we see in the canonical Gospels. You know, particularly when you look at Matthew and Luke, they're introducing the story that we know that God came into the flesh and that Mary was impregnated miraculously by the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Well, at the very heart, as you go back to what Eric was saying, they deny original sin in the garden. Matter of fact, most progressive Christians, not all of them, right, to pay respect to a lot of them, but most of them believe that Adam and Eve are made-up characters. And so that storyline is very fictitious. And so as a result of it, when you start seeing stories like the virgin birth and the Holy Spirit moving upon Mary, they say that's very paganistic language. And we know that the writers, or many of the writers, because they don't believe most of the writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote those gospel accounts. They said these are stories that were put in there over time to make Jesus seem more special, or what they use, they use the word deify. They they, they deified Jesus to make him look more supreme than he actually was. And so they inserted a virgin birth story, what they say that the pagans used all the time, and they even applied it to the Caesars that ruled in Rome. So in essence, they were just trying to magnify Jesus. And so by discrediting the virgin birth, what they've essentially done is, one, is they show that the Bible's not true. You can't believe it that they were just a copycat religion, and therefore Jesus is nothing special outside of him just being a liberator or a mystic or a sage. And the other thing I hear a lot is that the Bible, you know, I see the Bible as, as fact, it's history. It, it's it's a way to see history in the past, but to see Jesus through history, right? But they'll say, no, 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 it's it's kind of just like it's a it's a rhyme or a rhythm or it's a, it's, it's a a metaphor or you know, just different words, words you can use. It's poetry. You hear that a lot, I think. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And you know what? And, and, that, and that's a good point to bring up because, yes, there's times when the way that we properly interpret something, like when Jesus used parables, we have to understand the symbols that he's using. And progressive Christians love symbols. So what they actually think they're trying to do is they, they believe they're trying to rid us, biblical Christians, or they call us traditional Christians, They try to say, look, we're stripping away all of the rigidity and all this doctrine and all this false history that you've applied to Jesus to make him into God as the Savior of the world. What we're doing is we're going back to the proper symbols of what we actually see metaphorically that has a spiritual connotation in Scripture. So you're right. They they completely take away the history. That's why they call it kerygma, where it's not about historical things. It's about orthopraxy. It's about right living. Our counter to that, in all due respect, we say, no, we know how to live according to the standards and the teachings of Jesus that's laid out in Scripture. And as such, that is how we are to live life, where according to the progressive, as a relativist, truth is determined by them. Therefore, morality becomes whatever they believe to be true. We are talking with Jason Jimenez, who is author of Hijacking Jesus. And But it, as you talk about this, what I hear is 
It's the same thing the enemy said in the garden. Did God really say? They're attacking what we know is truth. And so that, you know, once you start attacking the truth of what God has said in his word, now almost everything is up for fair game. And that's really what the enemy did in the garden. That's exactly right. And that's the thing. This is actually a standoff. That's what I call it. And that's what's happening in our culture today, but also mainly within the realm of the church itself is when people who are growing up and they're believing and affirming and confessing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and believing in the infallibility of God's Word, holding fast to it, believing in the Trinity, that Jesus is the second person in the Trinity. He's fully God and fully man. And yet we know from the very beginning, Satan was trying to engineer through deception an ability to try to move God's creation away from their Creator. And what I try to do is recognizing that deception and helping passionately inviting Christians to come face to face with an unadulterated truth of Jesus. And that's ultimately what Adam and Eve had to learn, is to get back to who God truly is through that redemption. And that's what we kind of paved the way through the richness of history and through the illumination of the Holy Scripture to draw people back to who Jesus truly is. Jason Jimenez is with us. Hijacking Jesus is the book, and it is, it's historic. It takes you through the history of this that is just fascinating and important, I think, for us to understand so that we can under, better understand or better hear these things as they, they are brought up, I guess. And having that in the back of our mind so that as we hear things, we are like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. What, what are ways, what are things that we should be maybe attuned to, the, some statements or phrases or thought patterns that we should be attuned to? So that if we hear it coming up, we're like, wait, wait, slow down, back up. We need to correct this line of thinking. Yeah, yeah I do that in the third part of the book is ultimately, as we we're asking the question, what is progressive Christianity? You know, how, how are they hijacking Jesus? You know, one we just talked about, they, you know, they strip him of his virgin birth. So things like that, when they deny things that we know to be true according to Scripture, his virgin birth, his miracles, his atonement, that he died physically and literally on the cross, and that he physically and literally rose again, and that he will return one day physically and literally. So one is for us as Christians to be cautious and aware of when they deny those things, that runs contrary to what Christianity is. And finally, When people start making Jesus out and this false portrayal of like, oh, he was a Jewish mystic, and they start embracing mysticism, Eric, I would say that is a red flag. If people start putting him into a woke teacher category, and he's inclusive, and he's embracing all ideas and lifestyles, or that simply like many people in the progressive Jesus scholar category in the the universities, he was just a, a, a revolutionist, he was a socialist, those are red flags that people need to be aware of. So how do we counter those key points? I know that's a big question, and maybe you just take one aspect of that since we just have a few minutes, but what are some of those key points when when dealing with someone who says, yeah, he was just a mystic, he was just a good teacher? Yeah, well, Bridge, I got to say, one, buy the book, obviously, right? <laughs> All I mean, right. People to get the book, but also I would just, yeah, you know what I'd say, and this is so true, and I know we kind of say it, and people think, oh, well, that course, and then they move on, but the reality is, no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when someone says to you, like, hey, you know, Jesus was all about socialism, just ask them politely and respectfully. Remember, you can critique a person's point of view without criticizing them. Be patient. Ask probing questions and say, you know, that's interesting. I've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John many times, and I just don't ever see that in Scripture. Would you, you, know, would you allow me an opportunity to see where you get that from? 
and start having that conversation. Take them back to the supposed source that lends credit to their point of view, and that will help a lot of Christians. There is a point also where I think we can be a little too meek almost. I think we feel like they're – they almost are smarter than we are or they have – I don't know what it is, but I feel like they use maybe terms and we think because they call us maybe more traditional, we feel like that's a knock against us. We need to stand up at times and just say, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with being more traditional in my theory or, my, or where I stand as a, as a believer. I, I I think sometimes we, we look back or we, we kind of get on our heels, I guess, is a point. Yeah, I think, Eric, that's a great point. And I think if people start realizing when they're listening right now saying, you know what, I love Jesus and I love the heritage and the traditions that we come from Christianity. Let us not be deceived by the term progressive as though it implies something, like you said, an enlightenment that they've learned and they've modernized and they're like a 2.0 version of Christianity. It is a false Christianity. We as Christians affirm these truths that we hold together that have been given to us for over 2,000 years that have changed lives and empires and kingdoms. So, yes, it's, it, we are to defend. We're told to give an answer to those who ask us, right? We see throughout Scripture that when people counter, they may be intellectual. They may think that they're smarter. And, yes, there is an agenda that progressive Christians clearly say that they're trying to take back who they believe is the original Jesus. And as Christians, we need to stand up and not back down, not to be, be meek and humility, but don't, and don't be aggressive, but we got to speak the truth in love. And, and I'm telling you, what I, the way I wrote this book was to help Christians do exactly that, because yes, that was one thing I've always heard from people. They say, well, they went to school or whatever, and I really didn't, or I didn't have that background, and they're so much smarter than me, and I feel stupid. And I say, no, listen, let me pray over you. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and know that God has given you a great minded heart to defend the faith. He's called us to do it, so he will not abandon you now. The book is Hijacking Jesus, How Progressive Christians Are Remaking Him and Taking Over His Church. Jason Jimenez, the author who's been with us, we've got a link to his website and to this resource at ericandbridget.org. Yeah, thanks for the resource, first off, and, and thanks for the encouragement also. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me.